Good evening and welcome to Indicator Cast episode 12, uh, where we're going to do a monthly roundup of the recent announcements for December. Uh, and today I'm joined with a few different guests than usual. Matt unfortunately couldn't make it this episode, but uh, we hope to have him back in the next episode. Uh, so stepping in, we have um, a returning guest, uh, Tony Meaches. Tony, how hi are John, you? how you doing? Th- thank you for the invite for this um, for this monthly podcast. It will be my first. Looking forward to it. Excellent. No, thank you. We're glad to have you on, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. It's just to uh, have a bit of a chat. Um, and we also have joined uh, William Rowley. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, sir. Always a pleasure to be invited. Thank you very kindly. Happy to be involved with your amazing people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And have you, I'm trying to think, have you done a monthly episode? I, I don't no, believe No, I haven't. Have. No. No, no, no. no. Happy yeah. to be. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And uh, returning, as always, is, is Ryan Kendall. How are we doing, Ryan, sir? I am good. Thank you, John. Hello, newcomers. <laughs> Hello, Ryan. <laughs> I had to think of the right word. I'm like, nah, new, nah. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, you'll enjoy it. It's just um, we just run down the new announcements and what we think of them. So it's it's going to be a bit of fun. So cool. Um, so look, we'll we'll jump right into it. Um, so Indicator announced four new titles for December, which is, uh, you know, their usual sort of cadence. They usually do around about four titles. Um, recently, the past few months, they've been doing just sort of one box set each month. So it's good to have them return back to separate titles. Um, and so this coming in December, we have four in a lineup, including one which is kind of a box set, one of their sort of hard boxes. Um but I guess we'll get started uh, with the first announcement, which is Buffalo Bill and the Indians, or Sitting Bull's History Lesson, limited edition mm-hmm. title. Someday my hair is going to be as long as Custer's. Nate Salisbury doesn't long wind, but he does want to say he's proud that you're proud. What do you mean by that? This is an extremely impressive assemblage. Control yourself. Chief Sitting Bull has chosen to speak through me. Great Father, Sitting Bull has waited to ask you a very simple thing for his people. I remind you that in government, nothing is simple. So I say to the kid, from now on your name is Buffalo Bill. Now, this is a, a Robert Altman film, um, and from the description, an all-star cast including Paul Newman, Burt Lancaster, uh, mm-hmm. Dean Chaplin, Joel Gray, Harvey Keitel, and Shelley Javel assembles from Robert Altman's follow-up to his 1975 critical success, Nashville, uh, swapping the country and Western scene for a Buffalo Bill Wild West show of the late 19th century. This film is another one of Altman's pitch-perfect satires offering a long-side glance at the myths of America. Um, so, yeah, I've never seen this film. Uh, I love Robert Altman. Uh, seems pretty cool. Um yeah, what do you guys think of this uh, this Altman film, Buffalo Bill and the Indians, or Sitting Bull's History Lesson? Like you, John, I've never seen this film, and I'm a huge Robert Altman fan. Um, and um, yeah, this after Indicator announced it, this does look fascinating. I've never seen it, and because I love Nashville and I love a few a lot of his movies, but this one, I got to tell you, the cast is great. Looks interesting. I'm looking forward to watching it when it comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. Uh, Kendall, what, what do you think of, of this announcement? Um, as all of us will say, I do enjoy Altman. I love his um, ensemble cast. Mm. I love what he does with his films, how he puts... So There's always something to look at. There's always heaps of stuff going on in his films. And I just watched the, I watched the trailer before this podcast. Shh, don't tell anyone. But it looks crazy. It looks amazing. There's just like crowds of people in the back, and you know Paul Newman doing his thing as Buffalo Bill, and this is a true story apparently. It's actually what Buffalo Bill did. 
Which is cool, which will be interesting to watch. And it also features Will Sampson, who was chief in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Awesome. Yes, yes he was. Yes. Uh, now, Altman, he, um, yeah, he, he knows how to make his, his epics, and uh, especially with, uh, what was that, McCabe and Mrs. Miller? That's his, his other Western sort of revision mm. film he did. So uh, this one, I, yeah, it's not, not too well known. Um, will no. you? Yeah, well, again, like, it's one I've never seen. It's one that's flown underneath my radar, to be perfectly honest. It's one I didn't know about. So I'm pretty excited to see what it is. Um, Fantastic cast. And Altman is always interesting to see and watch. So, yeah, really keen to see this. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one that's kind of just, yeah, flown under the radar, like, in terms of... It's not his most well-known film, is it? No. No. that's the beauty to what Indicator are doing. They're bringing us all these little gems, and this is another one to look forward to seeing and find and just enjoy. Yeah, especially when it's... Uh, that's the thing I like about Indicator is they, they, they bring these films by major directors and, and ones that have major major casts, but ones that really just, yeah, they're not, not as well-known as their other films, but still, they're, they're always great little discoveries, uh, no matter what. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm very keen on this, this set. Um, it looks like, so I was just having a quick look, it looks like there was a local DVD, uh, probably out of print from many years ago, but um, it's not one I have seen in a store. So, yeah, uh, unless you guys have seen the local disc. Not at all. I haven't, no. No, yeah, so it looks like an older one that's out of print. So, yeah, this would be great to have a, a proper edition of the film. Um, yeah. It's got yeah. Burt Lancaster in it too, and I'm just like starting to fall in love with Burt Every time I see him, I don't know what he it is, is but I just love Bert, especially in his older years, later years. It's just, oh, I just love him. Man yeah. Crush. yeah. <laughs> I've been getting into a lot of Bert Lancaster films recently myself. Like, I think um, uh, there's a lot in the, he's, a lot of his films are in the actual Masters Cinema collection. There's a lot of Bert Lancaster films, and like he did stuff in Italy, he, and he became mm. like, mature actor towards the end of it and you know the swimmer and so many like if you get past his sort of like 50s sort of or 40s you know the sort of old school hollywood days into his more later work that's when it gets more interesting so yeah exactly absolutely like to me my all-time favorite burt lancaster film will always be Lucino visconti's the leopard the leopard yes oh yeah that movie it gets me every time i watch it i just love it I love how he sleeps at night, how he tells his wife to go to bed, and he just, like, puts the sheets over his whole body, and he just covers <laughs> <Yes. laughs> And I was like, what? Okay. It's an amazing film. And the director and him, they teamed up, and they did another film. It's on Masters of Cinema. Convers- oh, yeah, Conversation. Conversation, yeah. yes. That's a good one. Yeah, yes. the one in the apartment. Um, or the sort of, like, you know, locked place. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, really interesting film. And, yeah, like... The, yeah, he's a fascinating. So look, I'm I'm just glad to see late Lancaster again. It's great to see him in, in a film. So I know, yeah, excited. But yeah, with a cast like that, like Harvey Keitel, like yeah, just what a cast. I'm just oh. very, very excited. Yeah, and once again, it, it kind of like you said, Kendall, a few times, kind of capsulates what Indicator does, which is these real American sort of classics. They just kind of get these real '70s American cinema um, titles that we really haven't seen. Some of them, so mm, it's, exactly. Um. Cool. So there is a list of extras. Um, I'll go through them. So go make a cup of tea because this, this may be a while. Uh, uh, yeah, I might need another beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as always. So we have a um, uh, special limited edition high definition remaster, two presentations of the film, the original US and UK theatrical cut and the shorter European cut, which is 104 minutes. The theatrical is 124. So... Once again, always giving us multiple cuts. Indicator always going that extra mile. Um, original mono audio um, from the Prairie to the Palace, 1976 archival on-set documentary featuring rare footage of Robert Altman and Paul Newman. Uh, interview with Jim Webb, 2020. The sound mixer discusses his work on the film. Um, this is pretty cool. Seven silent films featuring Buffalo Bill and the stars of his Wild West shows with optional musical accompaniments by Bernard Wrigley. Um, and these include, wow, these are actually like really old school silent films. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Annie Oakley, 1895. Um, Parade of Buffalo Bill's Wild West show, 1898. 
Uh, Parade of Buffalo Bills Wild West show number two, 1898. Buffalo Bills Wild West Parade, 1902. Uh, Buffalo Bills Wild West and Pawnee Bills Far East, 1910. Uh, The Life of Buffalo Bills, part one to three, 1912. And Ford Animated Weekly, 1916. Um, Also includes a theatrical trailer, uh, teaser trailer, TV spot, image galleries, uh, English subtitles, limited edition booklet with new essay by Richard Combs, extracts of From Altman to Altman, an overview of contemporary critical responses, uh, Peter Stanfield on the silent films, Buffalo Bill and film credits, limited edition 3000. So once again, just an amazing package. Any extras there that kind of stand out? Apart from the short films, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Actually yes. seeing yes. Buffalo Bill. <laughs> wow. definitely, definitely the short films, absolutely. I'll be playing with the musical compliment. Thank you. It'll be just like the old school <laughs> cinema experience. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, I mean the shorts. I, mean, I knew they went back pretty far, but that's pretty amazing. Until eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds, right. and like film was actually starting. Yeah, it's kind of cool to actually see like a Wild West style in film. You know. Yeah, yeah, from the time, like from so that time, yeah, that's insane. Um, yeah, so so once again, we always comment how Indicator put these, you know, short films on or extras. So they always go out of their way, so that's a really cool extra. I'm, I'm very keen on seeing. So same here. Um, cool. So yeah, that that's that's Buffalo Bill. Um, and just a round table, what do you guys think of the, the poster art? Um, the, the, well, the, the Blu-ray art um, using the the poster. Uh, any thoughts there? Like. Looks excellent, actually. It's like an actual ad for the time for what it was. So it's like you'd go into the town and they'd put up the ad and say, come on down to the Buffalo Bill show. So that was pretty mm. cool. Yeah, it does, look like a, it does look like a day bill or something. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. From the time period. Uh, it's really cool. That's really cool. Once again, um, I looked at the uh, local DVD artwork and it was you know, some really bad Photoshop job. But, um, you know, <laughs> just, just use the poster. That's so cool. <laughs> Can't get over it. So. So, yeah, um, that's Buffalo Bill, Robert Altman. And, uh, moving on, uh, the next title announced for the month is uh, the Aussie 1981 film Road Games. The hitchhiker plays games. Aren't you kind of young to be hitchhiking out here all by yourself? Aren't you kind of old to be picking me up? And a killer is playing the deadliest game of all. Oh, he's just killed a girl. Did he make love to her first? I don't know. What's the difference? It makes a lot of difference. I think in order to play the game properly, we have to know what he thinks of women. What I'm looking for is a little excitement. Road games. Across 1,600 miles of desert highway, they're playing games of violence and sudden death. Road games. It's my game. Okay, Sherlock. If someone doesn't stop soon, there won't be anyone left alive to play. Road games. So yes, some Ozploitation in the collection. Um, this really came out of nowhere. Um, so yeah, because I, I didn't know that they were working on this. Um, there's been two releases. There was a the Aussie Umbrella Disc, and then there was the uh, Shout Factory or Screen Factory US edition. Both use the same transfer, so this appears to be a new one. Um, so I'll just quickly read the description. Uh, Stacy Keach uh, from Fat City and Jamie Lee Curtis, Halloween, starring Richard Franklin's 1981 Australian slasher classic. Inspired by Alfred Hitchcock's Real Window, uh, Keach plays Quid, an American trucker who, with the help of Curtis Hitchhiker, tracks down a serial killer active on the long, empty roads of southern Australia. This deluxe extras Aladdin edition boasts an all-new 2020 restoration from a 4K scan of the 
duplicate negative produced exclusively for this release. Um, so, yeah, just roundtable. What do you guys think of road games coming to, to Indicator? Pretty exciting news, actually. I'm really happy to see them doing it. They're going, as always, the extra mile for what they're doing. That box art looks amazing. So I'm really keen for this. Very, very keen for it. So very, very cool. Very cool. So am I. This, this, as you said, John, this out of nowhere. I did not expect it. But uh, after reading these extras, whoa, this, I'm, I'm glad I didn't get the local edition. This, this edition looks like it's the ultimate one. It is, it is, uh, and it's got um, you know, it's a two-disc set. So yeah, look, compared to the US and Umbrella one, this blows down the water. Um, Kendall, what, what do you think of Road Games? Kind of, kind uh, of I'm interested to read the book. Um, Lee Lee did an essay for the book, so that'll be fun. Um, ah, I don't know. I'm just trying to find stuff that I don't know about the film, kind of already. You know. Since being yeah. an Aussie and watching like not quite Hollywood and reading up about it and all that, so finding all this new stuff is always good. Absolutely, it's a cool look, thing. Yeah, out of fucking out of the blue, sort of release, did not see coming. I'm, I'm I hope they kind of do more Aussie films too. Yes, like I would love a fucking box set of um Wake and Fright. Yes. Mm. They would do a like this sort of deluxe treatment. Yeah, for Wake and Fright. And there like, is. What was yeah, that? No, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, there was. No, there is another Australian film I would love Indicator to do to release as, as a special deluxe edition like this. Is um, Picnic at Hanging Rock, and that yes. if they include both the original theatrical and the, that director's cut, that would be really good because I because that that the original theatrical version of that is really hard to find. Yeah, it hasn't been available on home video. The uh, I don't believe I, th- I think maybe some early releases on DVD. No, I, I think the UK have released it on back the, a, a while ago on a special three disc set. On, yeah, um, DVD, DVD was it? I think it was, was it Blu-ray? No, uh, DVD. DVD, yeah, it was a DVD only. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that would be amazing. Um, yeah, no, I think this fits in. I, I'm I'm very excited. I actually really like the film. Um, yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, really suspenseful, great Aussie film. And it just harks back to an era when we forget we actually did have a real industry down here. Like, <laughs> it's, mm. it's, it's unbelievable. Great industry. Yeah, during the whole uh, tax loop where people were getting a bit of a, a, bit of a tax break and, and the Film Commission was, was financing films and some cool stuff was being made back then, really cool stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I really like this film. Once again, like you said, Ryan, it is – prominently featured in not quite hollywood and um yep. you know i think i think tarantino's a fan of this film and yeah he said it's his favorite film and he <laughs> shows it around as much as he can yeah, he loves yeah. The film. anyone who watches it kind of like loves it i don't know anyone that doesn't like it yeah same here like everyone i've spoken to generally is a fan of this film so it's just it's just really well paced it's not not a dull moment and uh yeah, Stacey Keach is amazing. Good old Stacey Keach. He's, he's such yeah, a... Yeah, good old Stace. Yeah, he is amazing. And uh, Jamie Lee, obviously, during her uh, slasher golden period. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. But this is not a slasher film. No. No, exactly. It's not. It's more of a thriller, I would say. Yeah. It's a, Hitch, Hitch, it's a Hitchcockian road film. It is. A tribute. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, cool. So, um, yeah, look, uh, this is a two-disc set, like we mentioned. Um, I'll – oh, boy, it's going to take a while. I will go through the extras, and then we can discuss. <clears throat> so, once again, <laughs> make a second cup of tea. Uh, all right. So, Indicator Limited Edition Special Features. So, a new 2020 restoration from a 4K scan of the duplicate negative produced exclusively for this release. Original mono audio. Audio commentary by director Richard Franklin from 2003. Audio commentary with cinematographer Vincent Montan, costume designer uh, Aphrodite uh, Kondos, uh, production secretary Helen Watts, and film historian Mark Hartley. That's a new 2019 commentary. Uh, Audio commentary with writers, programmers Anna Bogustra and Olivia Howie. Sorry, 
Ho? Sorry. How? How? Sorry, these names are killing me. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> 2020. Um, Kangaroo Hitchcock, 2003, archival documentary on the making of road games featuring interviews with Franklin and actor Stacey Keach. It's very cool. Um, Australian long haul. Uh, actor Stacey Keach discusses the role of Pat Quid in working in Australia, 2019. Uh, audio interview with Stacey Keach, 2016. Further thoughts on the film by the actor. Uh, audio interview with Richard Franklin, 2001. The director recalls his early career as a filmmaker and production of Rogue Games. Uh, archival interview with Richard Franklin from 1981. Documentary profile of the director. Uh, audio interview with Grant Page, 2016, an in-depth discussion with the actor and stunt coordinator. Uh, this is cool. Not quite Hollywood interview excerpts from 2008. Over an hour of outtakes from Hartley's acclaimed documentary of Australian cinema featuring Franklin Page, actors Keach, Jamie Lee Curtis, screenwriter uh, Everett D. Roach, and assistant director Tom Burstall. Road Games, a lecture, 1980, archival recording of Franklin co-producer Barbie Taylor and composer Brian May discussing the making of the film. Uh, Neil Sinyard on Road Games, 2020, newly filmed appreciation by the British film historian. Still going. Uh, and His Ghost May Be Heard, 1973, rare short film by Franklin, marking his first collaboration with Road Games cinematographer Monton. Uh, script read 1980 audio recording of a pre-production read-through featuring Franklin and actors Keach and Marion Edward. Uh, music demos, experts from Brian May's score in, an M in a demo form. Original theatrical trailer, image gallery, promotional and publicity materials, subtitles, limited edition 80-page book with a new essay by Lee Gambin. Uh, extensive archival interviews with Richard Franklin, Stacey Keach, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Franklin's 1980, Alfred Hitchcock uh, uh, obituary and overview contemporary critical responses, Mark Hartley on and his ghost may be heard at film extras. Um, also comes with a poster to top it off, and this is a limited edition of 3,000. So I would say jump on that because 3,000 is not their usual 6,000 run, so I would jump on it. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll take a breath. Uh, what do you guys think of the extras? Anything that stands out here? That's um, that kind of... Piques your interest. I, I do want to see the um, excerpts of Not Quite Hollywood because that's a great doco. And just to, because during docos, you know, you, there's fucking a hundred hours of film that you're gonna have to condense it down to an hour and a half. Yeah. So you've got all this left over, all these stories and stuff. So hearing those would be fun. And yeah. I always love. And I love fucking Queen and Brian May and their soundtracks to films and stuff. It's great. Yeah. The music demos really stands out for me. That's going to be interesting to see that his early sort of uh, demo for, for the, what the soundtrack would become. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, sorry to burst your bubble, Ryan, but this is not the Queen Brian May. Um, Brian no? May is, no. Brian May is... Ah! is it's a different it's a different Australian composer. <laughs> oh wow, there you go. No, I thought it was that Brian May too. Oh my god. Yeah. No, no, it's a different Australian composer. He's composed quite a lot of movies of Australian cinema, especially Peter Weir's The Last Wave and um yep. quite a number of other films. Sorry to burst your bubble there. No, but, it's all right. uh, fucking, it's good, it's fine. Correct me when I'm wrong. Oh, you did um <laughs> Mad Max 1 and 2? Yes, he did. Oh, pretty big film. He did an episode for Tales from the Crypt? Fucking sick. <laughs> Dr. Giggles? Hey. Oh, my goodness. I haven't Dr. seen Giggles. that in years. Hey, that's a film, Dr. Giggles. <laughs> Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Fucking... There's a steady yeah. decline from there. Oh, Harley Quinn. That's a good film. Oh, the Aussie one. Oh, yeah, the Aussie yeah. one. That needs a bloody another good release. Yes, if you're listening. You know what? If Glass Doll films come back, they should do Harley Quinn. Yes. Yeah, right. 100%. That... <laughs> well, the sad thing is before, um, so listeners, um, Glass Doll Films is a, is a boutique Australian label that went bust, we presume. Uh, but they did a really nice release of, um, did, they did The Survivor, didn't they? The, um, yeah, they the did. Yes, they did. Yeah. Survivor and uh, they did a number of them. Yes. They did um, Kids, um, Christmas Evil, Bonnie's Kids. 
yeah, class of class of cool. first yeah. uh, uh, centerfold girls, which was amazing. Eating alive, eating alive, yeah. Bullies one and two. Yeah. Yes, I've, I've got uh, all their, I've got it. all of their movies, their, their Blu-rays. Yeah. yeah, same, same. And, and they announced a whole array of titles that never came out, like Pieces and uh, uh, what else? There, there was the, oh, uh, the Hercules Returns. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Hercules Returns. Where the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, they even had a theatrical screening of it at, at Randwick Ritz in Sydney, and they um and they had the entire cast and crew there, like before the release. But of course, the release Blu-ray never came. So. <laughs> Uh, it's all but it's all behind story sort of crap going on, backdoor stuff. Well, behind closed doors, producers sort of crap. It just sucks. Uh, it sucks. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to Kata, some more uh, Harlequin. That'll be a good title to get a new skin. Turkey shoot. They 100% Turkey shoot. <laughs> yeah, Turkey shoot. Well, Turkey shoot hasn't. I don't think it's got a UK release yet. So. Yeah. Well, there, there, there you go. It's open. It doesn't, uh, have a blue, doesn't have a Blu-ray release? No, it probably doesn't. It has a Severin US. Yeah, movie. that's right. It does yeah, it but there's no. It's it's a pretty meh disc. But I mean, if if yeah, Indicator were to give it the treatment, that would be pretty cool. That would be amazing. There you go, people. Severin. Yeah. I mean, not Severin. Turkey shoot. Fuck Turkey shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Which was I think it was also known as Escape 2000. Whatever it was um, in the US. Um, yeah, uh, William. Anything here that stands out the extras and um... oh, pretty much all of it it's such i can't wait to dive into all of it actually looking forward to reading lee gamb and stuff as well as always he's a brilliant person so i'm always happy to read his stuff um he's taken view on it he's so clever um but yeah no it's one that i'm really really keen for cannot wait yeah yeah it's a it's a beast of a set Two discs, too. Uh, Tony, anything that stands out on, on the set? Any extras? Uh, probably um, And His Ghost May Be Heard, the rare short film by Franklin. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, of, of course, the Not Quite Hollywood excerpts. And and, mo- and most most of all, looking forward to seeing this new 2024K restoration. Yes. Yes. Now, the old... Um, the... Um, the Umbrella release and also Screen Factory, they use the same transfer. And there was a lot of criticisms around that transfer because I think it was from a print, if I'm not mistaken. It was actually, um, it, it wasn't the best of transfers. Uh, so this this has actually gone back and they've done an actual proper 4K restoration of, of the, the duplicate negative. So um, I, I guess at the time the negative wasn't available. Um, but this is going to be big, a new transfer. I'm, I'm very excited too. And especially with the last sort of, you know, the cinematography and the way that the film shot with its wide sort of scope, um, I think, you know, it's going to look good on with a 4K restoration on a 4K TV. So, yeah, very cool. Um, cool. Um, yeah, look, the, all the extras are great. Look, one that stands out for me is that I'm very interested in the script read because um, I like seeing script reads. I don't know, for some reason, they always fascinate me. Uh, so one, uh, Keach and, and Marion Edward kind of doing a, It'd be interesting to see what they thought the film was going to be and what would it would become. So, yeah, very cool. Cool. Um, cool. Um, so that's Rogue Games. Um, and, and also, yeah, I think we all mentioned the artwork. Pretty cool. I think it's... Yeah, I've always liked that poster. It's that good. Same. Same. It Just... is a good. It is a good artwork, absolutely. Yeah, and it's a nice deluxe fatty hard box. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Looks that's going to be... Yes, so yeah, we're gonna get and it's limited too. So yeah, I'd um I jump on that because yeah, I thought it would be five thousand, but yeah, three thousand. So that that's I feel like there's gonna be another night tide. So jump on it while you can, people. It's not gonna last. Cool. Um, and the next two titles we have a uh, a Denzel double, shall we say? We've got two films starring Denzel Washington. Um, which once again these just kind kind of came out of the blue. Um, did not expect this at all. Uh, so starting off with a soldier's story. I'm conducting an inquiry into the events surrounding the death of Sergeant Waters. The report I file will be confidential. What will the army say when they find out two white officers beat up the murder victim not long before he was shot to death? You've got a motive, you've got a witness. What more do you want? This is still my investigation, Charlie. You killed Waters, didn't you? Answer me! Did you kill Waters? Captain Richard Davenport has come to Fort Neal to find out the truth about a man's past. What kind of man was he? I'm the kind of colored man that don't like lazy, shiftless Negroes. 
his enemies. Waited a long time for you, boy. But I got you. And his murder. Keep turning this thing over. You bound to have an explosion. Now you hit him, didn't you? I knocked him down. <laughs> They're all lying. Prove it. Then you shot him. He was alive when we left. Who gave you the right to judge? Um, this is a, uh, sorry, this is a 1984 film, and I'll just read the synopsis quickly. Uh, the murder of a black sergeant on a segregated army base in Louisiana in 1944 is investigated by a black soldier and lawyer, revealing the deep-seated racism in the Deep South. Adapted from Charles Fuller's prize-winning play, the film was nominated for three Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor for Adolf Caesar, and best adapted screenplay by Fuller himself. Um, yeah, what's, I have not seen the film personally, um, and look, I, I do. I'm a fan of Denzel. Um, what are your thoughts on on the film? Has anyone seen A Soldier's Story? Any any, any thoughts on it? Come around the table. Fortunately, again, it's one that I have not seen. Unfortunately, um, Denzel's a pretty decent actor, but I don't know. Just it's just one I haven't. I don't know why I've never seen it or just just never caught my eye i'm afraid so i'm curious to see it the story sounds interesting as well so it's again something else that i wasn't expecting and something else that i'm going to probably appreciate when i actually view it so yes yeah absolutely um tony uh what are your thoughts on soldiers? yeah sa- same deal with me i have not seen a soldier story and um but i've, I've i always liked norman jewison as a director as well mm-hmm. and i can't believe i haven't seen it but i would love but i'm really looking forward to seeing this version when it comes out yeah absolutely um kendall thoughts on soldier story uh one you've um, seen or on the radar no, no. god no i haven't seen fucking most of the stuff they release um but i did watch the trailer and it kind of has that feeling of um if you've seen the general's daughter with travolta mm-hmm. if you've seen that it's kind of like in the same vein as like military personnel investigating a murder going on so same vein but i'm interested to see this always interested yeah. got a young early denzel he's a support who does he play He's a support, and just seeing Denzel is fun. I like Denzel. Yeah. And this is, um, it's kind of cool because it comes in a time where, like, um, no, nah, it doesn't matter. Go on. No, no, no. I was about to tap <laughs> on that. It's interesting that, um, I, I'm not sure if there was a conscious decision to release this film at this time. Um, yeah, that's because I was reading up about it, and it's just like, because it's like an old black cast and um, black problems, no one would want to go see it. You know, but it actually made money at the box office. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. I think I think maybe they had the available, and just with what's happening with the world right now, shall we say, um, it may have been an interesting time to release a film like this. Like, um, yeah, it, it feels like it's along the lines of something like a, a Mississippi Burning or something, just sort of like a Deep South um, sort of racist mm-hmm. time. Um, which, um, you know, I think once again, it's I, I'm very excited to see this film because, like I said, I, I just could see Denzel in an early role and. Yeah, I think there may have been some thought into releasing it around this time. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it just could have been coincidence, but just with all the tension that's happening in the world, it's interesting to release a film like this. So, yeah. <laughs> so. Cool. Um, so, yeah, look, um, I'll just run through the extras. Uh, so, Indicator Limited Edition features a 2K restoration, original mono audio, Audio commentary with director Norman uh, Jewison from 1999. Archival interview with Norman Jewison, 2010. 99-minute uh, career-spanning discussion between filmmaker and film historian David Poland. Uh, March to Freedom, 1999, a documentary on the experiences of African-American soldiers during World War II, narrated by Paul Winfield. Original theatrical trailer, image gallery, uh, subtitles, and a limited edition booklet with a new essay by... Uh, Molefi Keti Asante, an archival interview with Norman Jewison, uh, an overview of contemporary critical responses and film credits, and it's limited to 3,000. So, uh, yeah, well, what do you guys think of the extras and package overall? Any any thoughts? Yeah, the package looks pretty good, and um, the extras are quite the extras are quite 
quite impressive also. The one I'm looking forward to hearing is to watching is the archival interview with Norman Jewison. So mm. long 90 minute interview. It'd be fascinating to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. Absolutely. That's a March to Freedom doco. That sounds interesting. That's once again mm-hmm. very appropriate time to <laughs> to have a documentary like that put in the set. So I, I'm very interested to because it's, it's a subject I'm not uh, yeah obviously too familiar with in terms of World War Two and African Americans during that time period. So that sounds very interesting. Mm. Yeah, very cool. Cool. Um, yeah, and and look, it's it's yeah it's a limited set. Uh, what do you guys think of the uh, the artwork? I, I think this is the poster art, I believe. Um, it's just simple. Uh, yeah. Any any yeah. thoughts there? It reminds me of that um the dressmaker and how like they wanted Kate Winslet to look like she was a gunslinger, so she had like her sewing machine looking making it look like a gun. It's kind of like yeah. what he's presenting himself as a yes. gunslinger in the southwest, ready to like do justice. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, look, the, the director himself, like he um, obviously did In the Heat of the Night, and so he obviously deals with films with racial tension, so I'd be very interested to see his take on this. And um, and also, um, off topic, but I forgot he did Moonstruck. That's getting a release soon from Criterion, so his films are slowly getting re-released, so that's that's a good sign. It's very good. Yeah, they are. It's going to be. It's it's actually quite interesting. It'll be good to see um, uh, the original Thomas Crown Affair get a restoration sometime soon. And um, yeah. what else did he do? He did, of course, Fiddler on the Roof, and well, and another film he worked with with Denzel Washington was The Hurricane in 1999. Yes, which I, which I believe has one of Denzel's finest performances. Mm, that was yes. a good. Story of the Hurricane, yeah, and uh, and he did Rollerball too. Bloody hell! I forgot yes, that. he did. Jeez, ah. <laughs> love that film. I think Rollerball did. If I'm not mistaken, did they get a 4K release somewhere. Um, I think so. Somewhere like Germany or somewhere got a 4K. Interesting. Yeah, I, I do know a Blu-ray came of it. Like, was it early this year or last year? Well, there was a local release Blu-ray here. Um, I've got the Blu-ray release here from Rollerball, and but I don't know for other companies. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like his films are getting most of his catalog is being re-released. So yeah, and getting getting an appreciation. Cool. Um, yeah. So that's um, that is Soldier Story from 1984. And finally, we finished the month in December with Devil in a Blue Dress. I'm just looking for somebody. Daphne Monet. Fiance of Todd Carter. She likes jazz and pig's feet and dark meat. Know what I mean? An offer you should have refused. Why don't you tell me about your friend Daphne? Colored woman ain't good enough for you no more, honey. What time did you leave Greta James' house this morning? What do you mean? She's not going to be waking up, Ezekiel. A mystery no one wants solved. The incumbent mayor, the chief of police, close personal friends of mine. That's good, Mr. Carter, and they can help us find it. No, they can't. In a world divided by black and white. What do you know about a dead white man in a cabin over in Laurel Canyon? Easy Rollins has just crossed the line. This is Daphne Monet. You're looking for me? Denzel Washington is Easy Rawlins. Devil in a Blue Dress. Uh, Once again, this is Denzel, but he is the leading man in this film. Uh, So this is a 1995 film, um, and I've, I've seen this film. I really like this film. It's a noir uh it's a it's a really stylish film i've always enjoyed it it's been a while since i've seen it but i remember denzel being amazing in it um haven't you guys seen devil in a blue dress any thoughts on devil in a blue dress i've seen the dvd pop around at op shops but that's about it (laughs) it it did get a local didn't it yeah yeah again it's one i unfortunately have missed it's again it's something i'm curious to see as well any noir type of stuff it's a neo-noir 
obviously curious to see it. So really looking forward to it again. It's, as I guess, as I said earlier, it's such an eclectic range what they bring to it. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, very eclectic. From uh, Ozploitations to Neo Noirs, everything. Um, Tony, what, what do you think? Of yeah, I have actually seen Devil in the Blue Dress in its original theatrical release. And I really did like this one, but I will never forget the soundtrack. I mm. love the soundtrack of that movie. It's amazing soundtrack. It's an incredible score. Um, I want to say... I was just having a look. There's no isolated soundtrack. Damn it! Because sometimes that's they a, do. That's a shame. Yeah. that would have been amazing. Nice play soundtrack. Yeah, um, I did look at the soundtrack and looked awesome. It looked like they got music from that time too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, so I'll just read the synopsis from Indicator. Uh, Carl Franklin confirmed his name as one of the key voices of the 90s neo-noir revival with his when he followed up the 1991 modern classic One False Move with this 1995 adaptation of Walter Mosley's East Rawlins novel. Uh, Denzel Washington plays Rawlins, a private investigator in a post-war Los Angeles who uncovers a web of corruption while on the search for the mistress of a wealthy businessman. Uh, so... Once again, pretty cool package. Uh, we have a 2K restoration, alternative 2.0 stereo and 5.1 surround soundtrack options. It's going to sound pretty cool with the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to sound good. And uh, audio commentary with writer and director Carl Franklin, 2005. Uh, Dancing with the Devil, 2018. Archival interview with Franklin conducted by the Film Noir Foundation, Eddie Moller, at the Noir City screening of Devil in a Blue Dress. Um Don Chedley screen test 1994 videotape footage of the actor auditioning for the role of Mouse with introduction by Franklin. Original theatrical trailer, image gallery, promotional materials, uh, subtitles, limited edition book with a new essay by Keith Harris and archival interview with Carl Franklin uh, from uh, Postatif magazine. An overview of contemporary critical responses and film credits. And it's limited to 3,000. So uh, pretty cool. What do you guys think of the the package overall? Any any thoughts? I do want to see the screen screen test for Don Cheadle because apparently, reading up on it, everyone just loves him. He was, he just like won awards for his performance and like he's a scene stealer. So I'm like, he yeah. was yeah. he was phenomenal in that in Devil in the in the Blue Dress. Absolutely. So that's cool. I'd be keen to, keen to see the screen test. Yeah, how he how he went about the role in an early sort of concept. Mm. That's cool. That's very cool. Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts, William? Anything that comes to mind? I'm uh, looking forward to the archival interview as well. There, that sounds quite interesting. At the sort of the screening of it then as well. Um, the Don Cheadle thing, obviously, I'm interested to see as well because what you guys were saying, it sounds like he was sort of amazing. It so cool, 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 cool. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, once again, we you know we just use the. The classic poster art on the uh, on the, the the artwork. What do you think of? It's a pretty cool piece of art. I've I've always liked that poster. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, definitely. It's perfect. It's very simple and sort of sets the scene for what it is. Yeah, I'm just pulling up. Sorry, <laughs> we did get a local DVD, and um, oh boy, that's that's some bad artwork. It's like this really bad Photoshop job. Like it's it's terrible. Um, no, it's not. It's amazing. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's got, it's got like, it's got like Denzel's head at the top, and it, it's, it's, yeah. You've got just, just, just if you just Google, um, yeah, Devil in a Blue Dress, yeah. AU, um, you'll see the old Aussie disc, and it's, it looks really shit. Um, so yeah. Anyway, just yeah, once again, thank you, Winnicott. Just give us the poster art. You, you don't need to do any fancy Photoshop jobs there. So no, very cool. Very cool. The floating heads of the sky. This expression, my god! Because <laughs> it looks oh, like sorry. Sort of, oh, it just it looks like they're trying to make it some sort of modern action film or something. It's like what? The... <laughs> What's that, man? Yeah, it's it's bad. Looking down there, he's looking over there. It's like what the hell? <laughs> floating heads in the sky. I love it. Floating, yes, Photoshop finest. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was a DVD, yeah. Yeah, DVD, yeah. They upgraded and changed it to the poster art. We had a Blu-ray. Oh, Lord, I just saw it now. 
Collector's edition, indeed. <laughs> that's, that's, that's 2001 Photoshop at its finest, right there. Yeah, yeah it's uh, terrible. It's shocking. Um, but yeah, no, thank you. Like once again, just this beautiful piece of poster art. You know, just 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 use it. Just use it. Um, cool. Um, so look, that's that's the announcements for December. Um, well, yeah, what do you guys roundtable? What are your thoughts on the month? Pretty eclectic mix of of goodies. Mm, very different. Up and down the, I'm gonna say spectrum. That's not the right word. Yeah. William, what are your thoughts? It's 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 an amazing sort of um, a raffle bag of stuff they've brought to us. It's like you don't know what you're getting, but they're they're all special delights. It's like wow. It's there's it's as we said earlier. It's just an eclectic range. It's not not like a common theme to any of it. Maybe the Denzel Washington thing with the two, but apart from that, it's just such a brilliant choice of selection there with it. It's just oh, staggering. It's just so cool. <laughs> yeah, we've got everything. Uh, Tony, what do you think of this month? It is definitely an eclectic month, but um, but the but the mix of genres is actually was is actually a good one too. A bit of a comedy with Buffalo Bill, like I'm assuming, and then there's um, yeah. a splash of thrill, a, a thriller with road games and a drama and a neo noir with Denzel. I think it's a pretty good month yeah bit of everything yeah i agree absolutely it's it's a real mix of um of titles and and discoveries i think some of these are we'll, we'll be watching for the first time so they're, they're curating this so thank you i'm looking forward to to seeing them absolutely cool cool all right um so we'll just get into some news very quickly um so uh just a bit of news uh uh, they recently announced that uh, their upcoming release of Sweet Charity, the musical, uh, they had to remove the roadshow cut of the film uh, due to uh, there were some sort of uh, rights issues by the sounds of it. Um, previously announced Sweet Charity specs have, undergo have to undergo a change owing to a legal restriction. They're unable to present the roadshow version. Uh, so instead they will be... Um, Instead, they will be presenting the film in its theatrical version with optionals views to either overture or alternative ending. Uh, so the release of Sweet Charity has been pushed back to October 26th. So, uh, yeah, just a bit of interesting news there around Sweet Charity. Uh, looks like there's been a bit of a bit of a legal tangle. Uh, mm. Happens sometimes with releases. You can't help it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. But well, there was a couple of... Wasn't there a few other cuts they were doing of that film? Yeah, yeah, there are. So the, you'll still have. Um, I think there's there's still going to be two other cuts on on the release. I believe. Yeah, I'm uh, looking at I'm looking at the page now. It says um, three presentations of the film with original overture. That's 150 minutes long. Yeah. Without overture, it's 149 minutes long, and with the alternate ending, it's um, 145 minutes long. So either way. Pretty good. It's still two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, yeah. Oh, good. So the, the roadshow was meant to be the fourth cut originally, or so it's like, or the, sorry, they've replaced the roadshow with another cut. But yeah, that's still three cuts. Like, come on, people, what more do you want? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, very cool. Uh, so yeah, that was a bit of news. Just so I mention it in case people are wondering. Uh, that's just something that was announced on the newsletter. Um, so yeah, we've got three new standard editions. So obviously these three titles have sold out finally. So they will be issuing three standard releases of uh, Ghost of Mars, Ministry of Fear, and Breakout. So if you have missed the limited ones, you can get the standard edition minus the booklet. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on these uh, selling out? I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see Ghost of Mars finally sell out. I'm happy about that. I like that film. <laughs> It's a great no, film. No, no. It's really underappreciated for what it is. Ministry of Fear is amazing. Um, you know, it's, I'm so happy that's all as well. I'm just happy that people get the opportunity of having to be able to buy it and watch it. A great film. It's really, really good. And Breakout Charles Bronson, of course. I regret I missed the limited edition myself, so I'll have to try and grab the standard edition. Mm, breakout. Very cool. Uh, Cool. Um, and also just been news, their usual low on stock um, sort of announcement uh, was out. So uh, low stock, uh, we have the following are very close to going out of print. And that is uh, Hammer Volume 2, Criminal Intent, Hammer Volume 3, Blood and Terror, uh, The Odessa File, Age of Consent, 
Borna Fire, To Sir With Love, The Wild One, Castle Keep, William Castle at Columbia Volume 1, Lilith, Charlie Bubbles, Missing, Housekeeping, The Wonderful World of Ray Harryhausen Volume 1. So those are close to uh, selling out. Anyone, uh, sorry, any titles there that stand out for anyone? I'm still surprised that the Hammer ones are still available, to be perfectly frank. It's criminally underrated. It really needs to be purchased. Grab it before it goes. Grab it before it goes. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm a confessed, I'm a self-confessed hammer obsessive, and um, yeah, you have to get those um, hammer box sets. They're incredible. And um, yeah, um, one title I want to get, which I should get soon, is Born of Fire. That one I was just be... about to say that, like, get that. That's amazing. So worth buy. I've got yeah. Castle Keep coming here because Matt kept mentioning it, how good it is. So I'm excited. I can't wait for that to arrive so I can watch it's it. Great. As well. Yeah, Castle Keep, that's a special one for me because it's my very first indicated title that I purchased. So um, that's a special one. That's a good one. Even Charlie Bubbles is great. Um, Peter Finch, that's his directional film too. He directed that film as well. And it's just about a rich guy that's bored as fuck. <laughs> bored as all hell. <laughs> it's worth watching. It okay. is. It's, it's an interesting film, yeah, and it's shot like a uh, like sort of a... Like a, like a French New Wave film, almost. Like, it's pretty... Yeah, almost, yeah. It's pretty damn interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with that. Look, the, the Hammer Volume 2, come on, people. Let's, let's, let's help this sell out. It, it, it's, it's almost there. It's getting close. Uh, it should, I mean, this, you know, it should have sold Even out. Even the Harry Housen. I mean, people, like I said before, everyone goes crazy the fucking Simbad, and you've still got this one. Yeah, stuff. like really <laughs> hanging around. I thought it would have been gone. It was so special about Sinbad. Did I miss something when I watched it? And there's uh, still William Castle Volume One left as well. It's like what? That really surprised me. I thought that was gone. So um, I think I like that box set more than the other one. Yeah, Volume One's actually my favourite. Yeah. Um, William Castle. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Is it Volume yeah. One the more horror? Yeah, titles? Volume One more is horror, 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 it's definitely more comedic, yep, more yeah, more lightweight. Well, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, so come on, people, let's let's help these get sold out. Look, it's your last chance to pick them up. Um, yeah, some really know, wild stuff. one, Brando's only directional fucking film. Come on. Yeah, no, grab yeah. it. Two Service Love, that was like one of the first <laughs> releases. Dude, I'm fucking out. I guess like, it's been released so many times, people are just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's no, some really interesting stuff. And an Age of Consent, that's that, that was speaking of Australian, that's an Australian film. Yeah. It was uh, shot by uh, Powell. Uh, the, uh, yeah, Michael Powell and um, a very young Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, yes, yes. Good film, very good, interesting Aussie film uh, from back in the day. So, uh, shot shot around, uh, around Sydney. Um, cool. Uh, yes, yes, cool, cool. Uh, so, um, yeah, look, that's it for the news. Um, there was a teaser with uh, in the newsletter of of a gun, so who knows? Like, who knows what that is? Oh yes, I think someone said that was Light Sleeper, and I was like, I can't remember. Oh, maybe it is. Uh, actually, that makes sense. Uh, the the uh, was that the trying to think. Oh, was that the William Defoe one? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. William yeah. Defoe straight up. Another, another Schrader film. Ah, actually, that kind of makes sense. Actually, it might be, actually. Yeah. That's a good film. That's a very good film. So, yeah, no, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, someone said that, and I was like, oh, maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. It's a gun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a gun. <laughs> Could be anything. Could be, yeah. Uh, cool. Um, so that, that's it for the news. Um, yeah, just, just finishing off the episode roundtable. Um, have you guys seen anything recently? Any watches? It doesn't have to be indicator related. Any Blu-rays or anything you've watched recently? Any highlights? Uh, yeah, just any, anything at all that comes to mind? Ah, Ken, come on. I watched uh, Altman's... Oh, sorry. You talk. I was just saying, you must have quite a watch list, there, Ryan. Oh, uh, yeah, so big. Done. Um, well, when I remember when we were talking about Altman before, I watched Popeye not too long ago, oh. a few weeks back, and I loved it. I fucking enjoyed the shit out of it. And when I was 
reading up on reviews and all that, people didn't like it. Didn't like some comedy aspects to it and thought it was weird. I'm just like, have you seen the cartoon? <laughs> it's like, do you know what you're talking about? Like, come on, people. But yeah, it's just, I love, it was great. I loved it. Yeah, Robin... was fucking perfect. And of course, Robin Williams as Popeye. Yep. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. I know, right? It was just great. It's enjoyable. It's so fun. It was so, like, comforting to watch that after, like, a long day at work. I was like, aw, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so watch that. Watch The Fearless Hyena from 88 Films, which is amazing because I, for- I hadn't watched it in, like, over a decade, and I had it in one of those um, Kung Fu classic 10-pack DVDs, and I just forgot how funny Jackie Chan is and he's just <laughs> hilarious in this. He's he goes full Charlie Chaplin in this. Yeah, that, that was the uh, what was that? It was the 88 release? Yeah, that? 88. It's funny because it was like lost, kind of lost, took a while to get to me. And I told Zabby, and then they refunded me. And then the next day I got it, so I was like, Yay! Awesome. Uh, well, that's what I've watched. Uh, yeah, and anyone else seen anything recently? Or, uh, well, I watched um, last night, actually, because here in Sydney, it's the 1st of October yesterday. And um, we, I, and of course, it's Halloween month. I watched uh, Fulci Slasher Classic, the New York Ripper. And <laughs> I haven't seen that in quite a while. I actually <laughs> forgot how nasty quite, quite. that movie is. Just a, a little misogynistic. <laughs> Huh? Quite a bit, yeah, but it was, but it was, it was good. It was good, but my goodness, I actually forgot how, yeah, how John, John how, how misogynistic it was. Yeah, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and then I saw another ninety, a mid nineties comedy horror film with Eddie Murphy from West Craven, um, Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, yes. That, that was fun. It, it brings back memories. I remember watching it first day it came out in 1995. It was it was fun. I thought it was I thought it was fun. And um, yeah, and we watched it. And my partner and I we watched a show on Netflix called Ratchet. We binged Ooh. all episodes in one go, and that was I quite enjoyed it. I know a lot of people didn't like it because it it you know it it, it didn't go with the one of the cuckoo's nest story or whatever, but um. Just the origin story of the of the nurse of Nurse Ratchet, which but all in all, I thought was fun. I, I, I still haven't seen. It. I plan to watch it. I'll judge it for myself. But uh, I've heard mixed things. But I'm keen to give it a go. So yeah. Very cool. Mm. Yeah. I've been on a bit of a Shutter binge since we've now got Shutter in Australia. <laughs> And yes, I've been watching all that. I watched Amsterdam again, which is such a great little film. I've got already. I think I've got the shameless of it here floating around. But yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just so easy just to throw something on. When you're looking at there, I was so happy that they've got fade to black and we're getting the 4K from bloody is it Vinegar Syndrome. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait for that black. one. So I'm so excited about that. It's like it's such a great film. That um, I watched a couple of other pretty average stuff, Haunts and, um, oh, God, I forget, Scare Package. And, yeah. and another film I saw on Shudder, uh, I don't know if I should mention it, but I might as well, what the hell. Yeah. I couldn't finish it because it was that bad. Um, the infamous oh Verotica. I, oh, I yes, I still haven't seen that. <laughs> heard oh, about. my God, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see it. Because no, I, I heard it's not... People are saying it's so bad, it's good, but is it really so bad, it's bad? Like, what would you... John, John, I love bad movies. I'm yeah. obsessed with bad cinema. I know. I, I couldn't handle it after 15 minutes. I turned it off. And I never <laughs> turn off movies. I watched them right to the end, and that was just, oh, God. Because I, I, I remember we, we saw, well, Tony and I, we were in a, a record store in the city that had a Blu-ray copy, and Tony was like, mm, should I get it? Oh, should I? And I was like, don't, don't. No, thank, goodness I, thank goodness I didn't. <laughs> stream it, because if, if you've got a physical copy, you're stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, no, that oh. was just, <laughs> oh, come on. 
you know me. I love Battlefield Earth, and I prefer that over bloody erotic <laughs> any day. Oh god, that was just. Oh. Yeah, Veronica Boring. and Cats are the only two films I couldn't finish. I tried, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my. I, I just need to see this now out of curiosity. You, look, look. Oh, no, give it, please, you have to. Please, look, no. If you're curious, watch it. But if, you, uh, but if you're a glutton for punishment, ugh. <laughs> Don't say I didn't warn you. That's all I'll say. Don't say I didn't warn you. Like if you want to watch, if you want to watch the whole movie, if you want to watch the movie, I'll send you a link to the Chris Stuckman review. It actually shows you the whole. It basically gives you the whole movie. It's it's brilliant. Okay. okay. Yeah, but Sold. yeah, it's 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 not worth it. Believe me. Oh. Um, trying to purge it from my memory. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, sorry to remind you of it. I know, but I just thought I just thought I'd give everyone a warning. Do not watch Verotica. <laughs> watch Verotica. Watch Verotica. So, uh, so, indicator, if you're listening, could you uh, potential title to release on your? Uh... Oh goodness, that'll be interesting. <laughs> that'll be criterion. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be criteria, wouldn't it? It would. <laughs> the stuff they're releasing now. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. No, I need to get on the shutter bandwagon, so I'm, I'm behind, so I will do it. Uh, but the Aussie one just hasn't got as much as the US one, so I think I'll uh, might you do the old beat again. Right up on, it, on the Aussie one? I have to have a look, because um, that's excellent. I bought the blue of that. That's brilliant. Very Ooh, recommended. Wow. What was it? Tigers are not afraid. Oh, oh, I haven't seen I've heard it's quite good, I haven't seen it. Yeah, see, it is very good. Very cool. Um, cool. What have you been watching, John? Yeah, so I've just been doing a bit of a getting ready, ready for Halloween. So I've just been going through some of the, uh, actually some some Eureka titles, some Master Cinema sort of horror theme ones. So I did the uh, Bela Lugosi collection. That was really fun. That was Murders in the Rue Morgue, The Black Cat and the Raven. Uh, that that's a really cool set, and uh, the Black Cat is such a such a bizarre film, and I can't believe it was made by a major studio back then. But that, that's a real fun one, and I also finally watched The Man Who Laughs, uh, which is also from Eureka, and that's the uh, the the movie that inspired the Joker, basically. Yeah. How was yeah. that? Was that good? Yeah, it's a good film, really good silent film, more of a not really a horror movie, just sort of like a uh, how can I put it, kind of like a silent romantic gothic sort of film but it, it's a really interesting film and i really enjoyed it um i thought it was great so uh they're, they're the two kind of horror ones i saw and i also watched um the uh i got the blu-ray recently of um oh, the synapse of living dead in manchester morgue um which is a really nice steel book i love that film and it looked amazing on, on the new 4k restoration so what I'm, I'm gearing up towards halloween that's a great zombie film probably one of the best zombie films ever made i, I really like it uh we we covered that didn't we ryan we, yeah we did on the nasty we did that's right I forgot. yes yes uh still stood up for me the second time so it's a great film yeah it's very nice thing about that ending it's fucking i love it yeah it's very very nihilistic yeah <laughs> but it's, it's great it's a, it's a great film living dead at manchester morgan it's a spanish production but it was shot i think it was a uk bit of a mix but yeah it's, it's yeah. really great film but yes that's why i've been watching um cool um well look that's that's it for the episode um yeah any final thoughts anything else you guys want to mention or excited about the new imprint stuff coming out in december but yes (laughs) oh yes oh yeah imprint that's right yeah so imprint uh just quickly on a side note imprint is a local Australian label um, down here, and they uh, uh, they're kind of like what Indicator do. They're a boutique label, um, and I'm excited that they yeah they announced uh, a bunch of titles for December, um, and they are you know, Dead Again, Year of the Dragon, At Close Range, Fire in the Sky, uh, what else do we Rage, and The Deep. So mm. pretty cool stuff coming from them. Yeah, I'll be excited. I'm still waiting for them to. Have they released their. Do they have October titles? Yeah, that's at the. That's at the, they released on the 28th. Yeah. 
Yes. Wait until they come out and then that's that's a huge, that's a huge month. That's around eight. That's around eight titles, I think, and um, yeah. two box sets. Two box sets. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a Noir box set they're doing. There's the Bob Hope box set. Um, that, and they're also doing the Hammer television series box set. It was, it's, yes. It's, it's a huge month. Yeah, they added that one later in. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Slow down, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> no, it's an amazing month. And, yeah, and uh, also um, Hard 8 is, is part of that, that bundle as well. So I'm very excited yeah. for that. I think that would be a quick sellout. Oh yeah, they'll they'll sell out like no tomorrow. Absolutely, they'll be they'll be one of the first to go. And um, and another one that's coming out from that from that week is probably one of my favorite films of 1975, John Schlesinger's The Day of the Locust. That is yes. brilliant. Mm. I haven't seen that, but I, I know Lee always talks about it. He loves it. I, yeah, I, I haven't seen either, but it's always been on my my watch list one to see because I've heard so many people talk about it. And yeah. Looks amazing. Cute. All right. Cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, look, that's it. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tonight and your time. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you later. See you then. Cheerio. See you later. Nice. Thank you. See you. Bye.